I'd like to welcome you to Aaron Runners Podcast, your traveling companion. My name is Christopher Douglas, and I'm going to be your host. We're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into today's episode. Let's roll. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is going to be titled, My Car. I'm going to talk about some of the experiences I have had with cars, uh, the love that people have for their vehicles, uh, a little bit about vehicle maintenance and how to get the best usage out of your vehicle. Uh, if you would like, you can leave a message that I will insert into this podcast telling what have you named your vehicle and why do you love your car? Aaron Runners is a pickup and delivery service servicing Union City, Georgia and surrounding cities. Fairburn, Palmetto, Tyrone, South Atlanta, Fayetteville, and Peachtree City, Georgia. You need to act now because I'm only accepting a limited number of dedicated customers looking for a more personalized service. If you have any questions, you can look me up on all social media platforms at Aaron Runners. I'd like to welcome y'all to today's episode titled, My Car. <laughs> the reason why I say it like that, my brother would know that I'm making fun of him. Because when you hear my brother talk about his car, he don't never say car. He always say, my car. And he, he, when he talk about his car, boy, he, talk, he say my car like a hundred times. And he don't even realize he's doing it. But people love their cars and their vehicles. Uh, one thing about a car, you can... Save you a lot of time to get in point, point A to B. You can actually store stuff in it. Like, you know, if you go to work or something, you can have an umbrella in the back or an extra shirt, some shoes. You don't have to carry as many bags and stuff when you travel like you would if you have to take public transportation. Uh, you could be more comfortable in your own personal vehicle or in a car because you don't even have to be your vehicle than taking public transportation. People really love their cars. They give their cars names, they customize their cars, put rims on them, tinted windows, new stereo systems, seat covers. People take brand new cars and, and, and put, take the brand new wheels off and put rims on their car and tires. They'll take the brand new car systems right out the car and put a, go by an aftermarket and put in their vehicle and change the speakers and everything. People like to customize their cars to personalize them. That's why they customize so they can personalize their, their vehicles. Uh, people love their cars. I was born in New York. I lived in North Carolina quite a while. And now I'm in Atlanta. And I've I'm, I'm got a little age on me, so I have seen, like in my time, different things about cars. But basically me coming up in New York and in North Carolina, most of all, every person that I knew or was around, pretty much everybody worked on their vehicles. When I was a lot younger, I never really heard nobody say, oh, I'm going to take my car over to the dealership and, uh, uh, you know, get it worked on. Uh, something's wrong with my transmission. Got to get my car to the dealership. I almost never heard of that. I always remember seeing people fixing their own cars in the yard and stuff like that. And I guess that was due to, uh, you know, people couldn't really afford to go to the dealership. Now, some of them might have been going to the dealership, uh, but as far as I can remember, most of the people around me, they would actually work on their own cars. Uh, 
Now, I had one guy that lived next door to me, which he really intrigued me because he would he would go and buy these little midgets, these little two-seater cars, and he would buy them wrecked. And one or two times I used to see him back there working on the cars, and he would come out like a couple of months later, driving the car. He's freshly painted, driving good. I used to always be intrigued. Like, man, you fix that car like that? So eventually he started inviting me in, the, in his uh, yard when he was working on his cars. And I used to always love just watching him work on it, learning little things, seeing how he was fixing crushed parts and repainting the car. I was always intrigued and, and it, it was always like something I was interested in. And when I got down to North Carolina and I had cousins and uncles, they worked on their cars and it was a little bit different for me because they would actually let me be in the mix. You know, like helping them, like hand me this wrench. You know, the guy in New York, he would do that a little bit. He was the first one that actually started doing that with me. So when I went to North Carolina, I was I was able to get in more depth because all my uncles and cousins and all of them they would buy cars and fix them. Uh, I can remember every time we would go to North Carolina, my uncle would pick me up in uh, his car. He had like a hot rod, and in uh, in New York, a lot of people didn't have hot rods or. You know, it was very few, and I never had an opportunity to run to ride in them. But I got to always remember he'd pick us up from the the station, and we'd be going back home. You know, when he take off, he 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 changing gears with that Hurst shifter. <laughs> I never forget. You know, car it is you know the pipes making noise, and we rumbling down the road, and he he's hitting the clutch and changing gears, and he got that Hurst shifter on there, and that was. I used to always think that was the coolest thing. And you know, they cars. You know, when we go to North Carolina. They had them like it was like a little bit higher in the back with the big tires in the back and and so they had a little different setup. But you seen more hot rods in, in the South at that time, you know, cars that people was putting together. People still had regular cars and stuff, but you seen more hot rods type stuff. Now uh back then compared to today with people fixing their cars, when I was coming up, especially in North Carolina. I would see them pull the entire engine out, take the engine out, put a piston in the thing, uh, take the transmission down, take it apart, take the transmission apart, put whatever part they need in there, especially if it was a standard drive, a stick shift, put a gear in it, uh, anything. They, I seen them just actually literally take engines out. And that was like, you know, in New York, I never really seen that. I just always seen them like under the hood. Maybe they could have been just changing oil. But in North Carolina, I've actually seen where they take starters down, take the starter apart, buy the parts that needs to go in the starter and put it back together. And most of the people in North Carolina did that because, you know, they couldn't afford, you know, or they, they wasn't willing to spend their money in mechanics. Most of the guys that I knew coming up would actually fix their car, not only just, you know, replace a starter, but they were actually take the starter down and put new bushings, take the starter completely apart or open the transmission and, and install whatever was broken inside the transmission or uh, fix whatever was inside of the starter or like whatever was wrong inside of the engine, they would take it apart and, you know, rebuild engines and stuff like that. And, you know, as, as I get older, like these days, they don't really do that kind of stuff. You know, basically today, you buy a replacement starter and put the whole starter up. You just put the starter. And see, that's why they tell you to return it with a core. When they say give it to your core, because what they're going to do, they're going to actually take the starter apart and put new parts in it, clean it up, and resell it. That's actually what, what the uh, the big chain auto parts stores does when they ask for the core. They actually clean them up and reinstall them with new parts and, and put them right back on the shelf. 
Uh, so that was my experience coming up. Most people had always worked on their cars. Uh, in North Carolina, it was getting, you know, I seen people coming up. In New York, I was very young. I was probably like, you know, I was very young. So I would see people work on their cars, but not like taking transmission out, you know, put a come along on a tree, snatch the engine out and put another engine in. And they would work and run. And I would always be like, man, this is cool, man. Uh, one thing that I always really wanted to do, and I find myself always looking at those type of shows, is like take a car completely apart and reconstruct it and, you know, customize the body panels and stuff like that. I, would, I always wanted to do that. I have fixed one. I had built the El Camino. We have did the paint, replaced the floors, but we didn't take a we didn't take the body off the frame. But I would like to take I would like to do one, take the body off the frame, you know, and just rebuild it up from that. I never did that. I thought that I think that's very interesting. And some of those cars you see, like on TV, when they do that and they put them back together, be, I'd be amazed. I'd be like, man, this car is beautiful. We're gonna take a break and pay some bills. Stay tuned, and I'll be back. If you're enjoying the show so far and you would like to support, you can do that a number of ways. You can either like, follow, share, or subscribe on any of my social media platforms, or you can leave a monetary tip or donation on my Cash App at Make My Bread. It's in my description box. Uh, I tend to be myself. More of a liker of a used vehicle. I, I, I tell you, I'll explain that more than a new vehicle. I've, I've had both. I have, I have bought brand new vehicles with no miles. And I've had vehicles that I had to, you know, fix fix up and stuff like that. Uh, myself, usually when I get a vehicle, I usually have a vehicle over five years. I think almost all the vehicles I ever owned, I owned about probably 10 vehicles in my lifetime. 10 or 15, something like that. But I've usually generally had them over 5 to 10 years. I usually be over the 5-year mark. This is well over the 5-year mark. Uh, the ones that I like most are the older ones because I don't like the payments and the high insurance just to do the same thing. I'd be more intrigued about get an old car, fix, you know, the first thing I always attack is the drivetrain. I always fix my drivetrain. So I could be able to go to and from wherever I want. So I have I had a lot of older looking cars that looked like they couldn't make it. And I'd be driving them from, from North Carolina to New York because I knew that the drivetrain was together. And I had brand new tires and brakes. But when you look at the car, you'd be thinking, <laughs> actually, the car I drive today is like that. When you look at the car, you'd be like, man, this old raggedy thing. But the engine, drivetrain, braking, tires, uh, all the lights work and everything like that. So, you know, I, I would... Those are the type of cars that I have a more connection with. Uh, when I had my new vehicles, I didn't like them as much because I didn't want to. I didn't want them to be dirty because I was like, I'm spending so much money, I just can't let this car be dirty, or I can't let trash build up in it, or something like that. You know, get a little scratch on it because I'd be spending so much money on them that I'd be a little bit different about them. But when I have a used vehicle that got a couple of dents and some character. <laughs> Got a, a vehicle with, with a little bit of dents and some character. Those tend to be the ones that I have a better connection with. Uh, I've had, like I said, I have two. I had had a few vehicles 
that I worked on and just to see if I put them together properly. The first thing that I usually do when I work on, a, especially some major like engine component or transmission component, uh, I usually take a trip a few hours, a few hours out and a few hours back to determine, you know, my work, if I did the job properly, the endurance of the vehicle and stuff like that. Because I, like me, I would take any vehicle that I would own and put it on the interstate and run it at the top speeds. Like I run with the traffic, you know, like I got a 1998 that I drive right now. And uh, I've been back and forth to North Carolina three times already, one time recently. And I get out there, run, run 70, 75, just like the rest of them. But when you look at my car, you be like, this old vehicle, because I haven't washed it. I had stopped washing it because a lady had hit me. And it was okay. I had, I had a couple of bruises on there, but the body was in good shape. It just had faded paint and stuff like that. And uh, when that lady hit me and I looked at it, I was like kind of hurt, but I wasn't that hurt. So I was just like, man, ain't no need to try to keep it clean. You know, I'm just going to drive the hell out of it. So I just be driving the hell out of it and and uh, keep good tires and brakes and make sure the oil's good in it. And it hasn't let me down. Uh, the vehicle has about a 173,000 miles. I think when I got it, it had 168,000. Uh, I drive it to do my deliveries with errand runners. Uh, I drive it back and forth to North Carolina. Uh, it's very, very comfortable. Very, very comfortable, like riding a Cadillac. <laughs> I got a 1998 88 Oldsmobile. So if any of y'all ever see me out there, y'all know that y'all know exactly what it is, but the standout. And it got dents all over it because. This year alone, I had two hit and runs. <laughs> That's another reason why I like an older vehicle. I had two hit and runs, and one of them was from a four-wheel drive. I parked next to him at a Walmart, and when he pulled out, he made the left, and you know his vehicle was up high and high, and I guess he his clearance he couldn't see the blind spot, and that rear tire hit my vehicle and crushed the front. And when I went out there, I seen the dent, but he was long gone. First thing I did is check to see if my lights were still working. It had a little crack in it, in the lens. Man, I put some clear tape on it. The lights are still working. I still drive it just like that. Tape and all. I haven't washed the vehicle since. Uh, let me think about when I was coming up. Like I said, most people had bought. Uh, most people that I knew had American-made cars, Ford, Chevys, Dodge, and then you know when I get to North Carolina, the you know, they they always had like a rivalry against Ford and Chevy. You know, Ford and Chevy always been a big rivalry. And the Dodge, the Dodge people, they was like in a class of their own. But the Ford and Chevy always been uh, rivalries. I can always remember that. Uh, colors, colors of cars. I like a black car, but a black car, you're going to work more to keep it clean. In the summertime, it, it'll hold more heat. Uh, if you get a white car or a gray car, it doesn't it doesn't look as bad when you know gets rain and stuff on it. Uh, it's easy to keep the vehicle cool when it's white or or gray. That's why you see a lot of vehicles white and gray because it keeps vehicles cool. Uh, now these days you see people with you know lots of different color cars. You can see you know a lot a lot of different colors. We had a lot of colors back in in the days, but it was mostly custom. Like a lot of people. You could buy a few colors, but back then a lot of people had their cars painted to the color of their choice, you know. But now you can buy extreme paint schemes and all that 
already off the showroom floor. Uh, of course, uh, if, if, if anybody has been keeping up with the market these days, the prices of cars have definitely risen a great, like I've seen cars over 200,000 miles for top dollar, just like a brand new vehicle. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I would say that the new vehicles, you can actually put a lot more of the lifespan of them. They would actually live longer with the engine, with the, with the, I would say with the drivetrain and engines. But a lot of those transmissions in the new vehicles really don't hold up as well as the older ones. But the engines, a lot of the engines does. And then the interiors are like a lot of the interiors don't last because a lot of the interiors now is just plastic and so, you know, they, they deteriorate faster. But a lot of the drivetrains, they can endure a lot more miles in the vehicles back then. And uh, so people tend to, uh, I guess, hold them longer. Uh, another reason why I like an older vehicle, my vehicle's older. Like I said, I had both. I was, I was looking. Actually, I got the car for free. Actually, I was looking into trying to get a car, but it, what I was holding off was because I didn't want to uh, of course, pay payments, and I didn't want to pay no high, high insurance. So I don't want to go out and work hard and have to give somebody the money to pay for my car. Now, like if I wanted a newer car, my 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 way of doing it is saving up the money, just take it over there, and you know, give the people the money that way. I won't have to worry about every month. I have to give somebody five or six hundred dollars to just ride back and forth to the work or to the grocery store or something like that. To me, that don't it don't make much sense. I've done that before. And I've had cars that sat, sat in my yard for 30 days at a time, didn't even drive them. Because, you know, I had more than one vehicle, and I was making payments on it. So I, I really don't think it makes any sense. Uh, Sometimes, you know, like in these times, I, you know, people have, some people are having a hard time. And I'd be looking at them, you know, when I'm driving past in my 1998 paid-for vehicle riding just as good as them. And, you know, they I was like, boy... Just imagine if you had that car payment and then turn around and had to pay some rent, house notes, feed some people, take care of some kids and all that. Like, uh, and then, you know, it always deterred me from wanting to have a vehicle financed or get a vehicle that I would have to finance. I, to me, I'd rather just work, save up the money, go get the vehicle, even if it has a couple of mechanical issues, because I've always been taught how to work on a car. So I, so I keep wrenches. Uh, most of your vehicles now, they use metric Wrenches, so when I started getting vehicles with metric wrenches, I would go out and get, I figure out what wrenches are used most commonly in those vehicles, and I always make sure I have a set of tools to be able to work on my vehicle, pliers, screwdrivers, most of all your, uh, you know, you, you have a standard sizes that, like like a lot of vehicles use 10 millimeters, 8 millimeters, the bigger bolts is 19 millimeters, so you could basically have two or three wrenches and be able to take apart your whole car. Of course, you want some pliers. There's almost nobody use uses flathead screwdrivers in vehicles no more. Most of all the screws on them are are Phillips. Uh, but basically, if you uh, if you basically with the with the newer vehicles today, you keep your oil changed, and after so many miles, keep your, your transmission fluid changed. You can get high mileage out your vehicles. Uh, mostly, the only thing you probably have problems with is some sensors, and that's when the computer comes in because you have to get those sensors uh, actually plugged in to figure out what's wrong with the vehicle. So, like, basically now since they have all the computer stuff, you know, a, 
cars back there was more mechanical inclined. Now, the, now they aligned with the computer to make them work, and they have the computer in there to make it better, to be better, more better efficiency, you know. So that's why a lot of them have uh, computers installed now, efficiency, and then actually they could put them in a the computer and narrow, narrow down anything that's not right in them. You know, it, it helps with the diagnostics of the fear not what's wrong with your vehicle and stuff like that. I don't know how it performs. You can plug it in and exactly tell how it's, how it's performing and stuff like that. That's why they added the computer these, these days. Another thing about me having an older vehicle that I like is, first of all, like I said, I had a couple of hit and runs. I had one little, I hit somebody. I wasn't paying attention. I hit the corner of this lady's vehicle. And I had two hit and runs. But, you know, in this vehicle that I got now, uh, the last one I had, I had two break-ins. People just break in. Good thing I had left the door open. And that could have been the reason why they broke in. But they went through at the vehicle. And and my vehicle sold now. When they look at it, they be like, man, ain't nothing in that car. And they don't even think about stealing because, you know, in their mind, they look at that and they say, that thing probably going to get us down the street. But not knowing, you know, about older vehicle would get them as far as they want to go. <laughs> So basically, I say my vehicle is camouflaged with dents. It's got it's camouflage. I don't have any problem with break-ins. Uh, I don't have any problem with somebody wanting to steal it because when they look at it, they think it's an old hoopty anyway. It is an old hoopty, but the use that I get out of it, I made a lot of money with that car. I, I could say I, I do all my deliveries in, in that vehicle. Uh, I don't made well over... Well over five digits with it. I done made five digits with it, making deliveries and stuff. Because when I got it, I didn't want the payments. I wanted it to make money. So immediately I put it on to make money. Uh, what else can I say about cars? And if y'all would like, you can, you can leave a message and leave a voice message. And I'll insert it. I'll insert it into the podcast. Or uh, you can leave a message and tell us what it is that you love about your car. Uh, people name their cars. I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite figure out the name that I, I tend, I tend to call my car, <coughs> excuse me, I tend to call my car, uh, by the lady that gave it to me, which is my aunt, I call, I'm like, come on, Minnie Lou, we, we call her aunt Minnie Lou, <laughs> so I named my car Minnie Lou, <laughs> cause I didn't, I couldn't think of a name to call her, so I call it, uh, Minnie Lou, and so a lot of people name their cars, so like, you can leave a message and tell me. A voice message that I would insert into the podcast. Tell me what is it that you love about your car and what have you named your vehicle? A lot of people name their cars and stuff like that. Uh, we have to remember we buy these cars. They, they are a piece of machinery. They will tear up. Uh, you don't want to have to be so much into your car that you would harm or kill somebody. Because, you know, we have had some some incidents with you know, people have road rage or get into an accident and they get out and start shooting the people, which I don't understand, you know, if you have insurance, you know. But people get frustrated about that kind of stuff. You don't want to be that way about your vehicle. But since vehicles came into conception, people love their vehicle. I guess they were the same way about their horse and wagon. Because the time it can save you, uh, you can carry a lot more stuff. Like, you know, if you're on a public transportation, you can only carry with a bag. What bags you can carry, or carts you can pull, or what you're gonna, what you, you know, what you can handle on putting, you know, on loading on the public transportation. Like you can't put a, if you can't carry the cart, 
You know, you ain't gonna have a cart full of stuff and gotta try to put it, bring it up the steps of the bus. It's not gonna work or take it up and down the steps of the subway. It's not gonna work. So you can carry a lot more items with you as you go. It'll definitely save you time. It'll keep you out the elements. It'll keep you out the elements as you ride. Uh, some people even sleep in their car. You can travel long distances quicker. Uh, my car. Another point I wanted to make about, uh, you know, people buy, you know, like these high-priced fast vehicles, like sports cars, right? Now, sports cars and stuff like that, I would only suggest doing something like that if you're a collector. Uh, a lot of people do it just to flex, if you know what I mean, because if you look at this, you look at this part right here. In the U.S., now in, the, in Germany, you have the Autobahn, there's no speed limit. But in the U.S., you can only go so fast. The maximum you would do is, what, 80 miles per hour? Uh, you, you can only go so fast. But when you purchase that vehicle, like if you got a Lamborghini or, like, you know, a Corvette, unless you can really afford something like that, it really doesn't make any sense to get a vehicle like that because you can only go so fast on the streets. Anything faster, you're either going to get yourself killed or you're going to lose your license. Uh, you make a lot of payments, and most of your sports vehicles are very uncomfortable. So you basically want to do it if you have a lot of money and you can afford to do it, uh, or if you're a collector or something like that. But just to have a high-priced vehicle that you're going to drive back and forth, your debts are going to be much higher. Most likely you'll come out, they'll steal your car. I've, I've, I've seen where people came out and and car be gone. People People don't mind stealing vehicles. I'm not sure exactly. I think they, they take them to use them for the parts. I, I would say, like, you know, you see a car that's similar to the one you're building, or I could take the engine out that car and put it in my car. I think I think that's most of what they're doing. And I've also heard that, uh, you know, they could be putting them on containers and sending them overseas, you know, where the, where you can they just take them and drive them over there. They, they're not even worried about the registration and stuff like that. So... You know, before you put a lot of money in a vehicle, a car, your main thing is to do is you want to get a good car that's reliable. If you can't really, you know, if it's like an expense that's going to be like you have to make a sacrifice for. Uh, you can another way you can save money with your vehicles by working on it yourself, changing oil yourself. I'm going to do a podcast in the future about vehicle vehicle maintenance. That's what I'm trying to stay a little bit off of that. But if you're buying a high-priced car for, like, speed and stuff like that, and you're going to just drive it around the neighborhood, it really don't make no sense. You're just basically doing it for flexing because you can only go so fast, and the insurance is going to cost you crazy just to have it on the street. And then, uh, you know, there'd be extra taxes on some of those vehicles like that also. So you want to consider that before you do. And here goes another thing about when... uh. When most people go to the dealership, I know I've had this issue, you know, before when I buy when I buy a vehicle. Let's say I'm a buy a vehicle, but I have a good used vehicle. It may have a few problems. My insurance is cheap. I go buy the vehicle. A lot of times you can get that vehicle off that lot with no problem. You end up with a payment. You be looking at the payment. Oh yeah, my payment is nothing. That's what people say. Oh, they ain't nothing but four hundred dollars. But then you you. It's time for you to get your insurance. And the man say they say they tell you, oh, your insurance is going to be two hundred dollars a month. 
you like two hundred. That's do you be like, oh now my payment is six hundred dollars. I come up every thirty days just to ride this car around locally. It don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Usually when I buy a vehicle, now if I buy a newer vehicle, that vehicle is gonna be my uh that vehicle have to run good because that vehicle gonna be my ticket to Cali, my, or anywhere I want to go. You know. If I'm going to New York and stuff like that, anything that's drivable, I, I would generally drive about five hours out. Anything over five, five hours, pretty much I think, you know, you want to take a plane or something like that. Unless you just really love driving because, you know, I drove trucks and we drove hours a day, 10, 11, 12 hours a day. Uh, I hated that. I like being, I like, I love driving the truck and stuff like that, but I, I didn't like living in the truck, you know. Uh what else I could tell you about cars that can be helpful? Uh, basically, if you take care of them, keep the like I said, you keep the vehicle maintenance up. You can probably get long uses of it. The only thing you can look to to occur is some of the sensors going out, and you should be be able to get long use if you take care of your car well. Always keep you some good tires on it because a lot of times you see people on the side of the road because of blown tires. And most of those people that have those blown tires, they be having wires hanging out and stuff like that. That it, They're not even keeping a check on that kind of stuff. Because a lot of times you could be wearing on the inside of the tire and you don't even see it. So keep you some good tires on it. Make sure you can be able to stop so you want to have good brakes. And, you know, keep your oil changed. You should be able to get high mileage and a lot of use out the vehicles. Something that can uh, help prevent deaths of your vehicle is do not leave any expensive valuables that people can look in your car and see uh, that can that can lower your chances of death. But a lot of times they break in, they go straight for the dashboard or, you know, that center console they're looking for. What they basically looking for uh, is uh, firearms and money. Because, you know, back in the days when we was coming up, especially when I was living in North Carolina, it was different. We lived out in the country. You could be sitting in your car at nighttime, uh, you know, have your wallet in the seat over there, uh, and you could just get out the car with the windows open and go in the house and go to sleep, come back out. Your wallet still be sitting there. The car still be out there. Uh, it was a little bit different back in the days, you know, especially in the, out in the country. Uh, locking your car door really wasn't an issue when I stayed out in the country. Uh, like I said, you can leave stuff like I could be working on stuff like a car stereo or something. And let's say I get tired, I can go in there and lay down and leave the car stereo sitting right in the seat and all the parts and everything sitting right there. Nobody would never bother it or anything. It's a little bit different now. People see anything of value, they're going to they gonna try to get it. So you don't want to have anything exposed of value uh, that they can see. Uh, another thing you probably want to do is always make your extra key. Because, you know, occasionally you can get locked out your vehicle. So an extra key would be wise. Believe it or not, the way you drive your vehicle, the way you drive your vehicle can give you more longevity. Like uh, hard stopping wears out brakes. Uh, and you could, it could mess up your drivetrain. Uh, hard maneuvering wears out tires. Uh, hard accelerations. Uh, you know, that can... That can of course, burn a lot of fuel and, and damage your transmission hard accelerations. You should let your car gradually build up, build up power and you'll get better fuel mileage. Uh, there's a few things you can do to help you save fuel mileage. Like you keep your tires inflated to the proper uh, pounds and your tires. You can also, uh, 
like I said, uh, try not to do the hard accelerations and stuff like that. Uh, and pretty much you can get a lot of use out your cars. Like I said before, if, if anybody's interested, you can leave a voice message telling what do you love about your vehicle and what's the name of your car, if it's a car or a pickup truck. When I say car, I also mean pickup trucks because people love their pickup trucks and their cars. It's the American way. Hey, man, this is Keon Brewer, host of the Key Where It Is podcast. Shout out to the Aaron Runners podcast. I really enjoyed it. Wasn't too long, wasn't too short. Uh, some interesting information on there. And my car, I have a 2011 Steel Blue GMC Terrain. It gets everything I need done. I'm a courier, so I can fit all my mail in the back. I got three kids. They all fit. It's all good, man. Like I said, great listen. And shout out to you. Keep doing your thing. Thanks for listening to the Aaron Runners Podcast. I hope you found our content that I created interesting, educated, as well as entertaining. Hey, if you enjoyed the Aaron Runners Podcast and would like to support, you can do that different ways. You can like, follow, share, subscribe, as well as leave tips and donations to my cash app at Make My Bread. It's in the description bar. Thanks again. Safe travels from Aaron Runners. <laughs>